Wow, what a pleasure it's been already to worship with our brothers and sisters from the Swahili Baptist Church. Thank you for being here. I want to introduce Pastor Memba to you today. And before I do that, just I want to give you a little bit of, of history about the church too. This, this church probably uh, would, would not have happened if the Lord had not put four very special people here in our church at Woodmont Baptist Church. You've already heard from Carlos and Murtis Owens, but you need to know about the work of Nick and Connie Bushy as well. Nick and Connie believed that the Lord had called them to work in Africa as missionaries. They felt to, to work with African people, they needed to go overseas, and through a series of events, they, they realized that wasn't going to happen, and the Lord led Africa to them. God is doing something among the refugees of this world, isn't He? He's doing something. Our, our IMB, the International Mission Board President, David Platt, has focused on refugees and the movements of refugees in our evangelistic outreach efforts as Baptists these days because God is doing something. He's bringing the nations to Nashville, and that's an amazing thing. Let me tell you about uh, Pastor Memba now. Pastor Memba is going to be bringing the word uh, to us today from Ephesians chapter 2. He agreed to go along with our series, the, the Built series. He said, oh, I love Ephesians. So I know we're in for a treat. Memba is married to Elizabeth, and they have five children. Uezo. What does Uezo mean? We just sang it. I saw. What does Uezo mean? It's another state. It means? It's another state. It's another state? Yes. Uezo? Yeah. Another state, another thing of, okay, interesting. Uezo is your oldest. And then they have Janine, they have Jojetta, Nimya, and Bianca. I saw Nimya in the choir here. Nimya is part of our youth group. We went to camp together and hung out. It was a great time. He's a real leader and a, a really upstanding teenager in our youth group here at Woodmont. Uh, Mimba was a farmer, born in the Democratic, it was the Congo back then when he was born in Baraka, the Congo. He was a farmer as well as an assistant to his father. And his father was a preacher and a leader in the Free Methodist Church of the Congo. So like me, preaching runs in your family, I get that. In 1996, if you don't know, there was a coup that erupted, a violent coup, the rebels who attacked the government in Congo. And the rebel forces were fighting these government troops all over the country. And Memba saw the fighting with his own eyes. He heard the bullets whizzing by with his own ears. And he lost many friends in this civil war that eventually became part of what is known as the African World War. If you don't know about the African World War, there's been over five million people who have lost their lives so far in this massive conflict, making it the number two most deadly war of all time next to World War II. Memba and, and his family and, and many other millions of refugees in Africa have been forced to seek refuge and shelter by fleeing their homeland. So Memba and Elizabeth and their two young children at the time in the late 90s, Uezo and Janine, fled for the coast of Lake Tengnangnika, begging for help to escape. They crowded onto a small boat. There was a boat operator who agreed to take them on. And they traveled with about 40 people on a small boat five hours across the lake to where many refugees from Congo were going in Tanzania. There they entered the Niaragusu refugee camp. And this refugee camp is one of the most famous refugee camps uh, in the world. It's not a nice place. It's not, there's not houses for everyone. When Memba and his family arrived there, they were instructed to immediately go into the bush and cut down trees in order to build their own shelter if they wanted to have shelter. Their faith in the sovereign triune 
God of the universe kept them going in the midst of scarce food and the the lack of, of comforts. They were guarded heavily by armed guards and they were contained like prisoners there. During the, the last week of the month in the refugee camp, they often went without food because the UN rations had run out during that last week. So they were accustomed to going a week without food. Today, there are still around 150,000 refugees in the Niragusu camp. Memba's fa- faith, though, of course, was strengthened during this time. He said, when I was staying in Niragusu, I can say God is good. No one in my family died, and everybody was in good health. Every day we sing, every day we pray. He started a church there, of course, which grew from around 350 people to over 1,000 people every week worshiping together. They took care of one another. They prayed for the sick and laid hands on them. They ministered to the flock amongst the camp daily. Finally, after 11 long years there in Nirugusu, Memba received word that he and his family had been designated as refugees through the United Nations and they were chosen for resettlement here in the United States. They first went to Louisiana, then Colorado, and and finally they arrived here in Nashville about seven years ago this month. And as Memba was driving past this corner on his way to work, the corner of Hillsborough Road and Woodmont Boulevard, he sensed the Lord drawing him to this place. So he and Elizabeth attended one Sunday out of the blue, and they went to the Fulcher Sunday School class, and they met Nick and Connie Bushy, who realized that the Lord had brought Africa to them. They introduced Memba and Elizabeth to Carlos and Mertis, who just so happened to speak Swahili fluently, as you heard in the video, because they had served as IMB missionaries in Africa for over 36 years. And not only did they speak fluently, but they lived in Tanzania for most of that time. And Carlos had mentored many African pastors, so he, of course, took Memba under his wing, and it became clear that the Lord was going to use Memba to plant a Baptist church right here in Nashville, a Swahili-speaking Baptist church containing many refugees from Africa. After meeting in Memba's apartment for a while, Woodmont Baptist invited them to share our building. And this past summer, uh, this upcoming summer, we're going to celebrate the seventh anniversary of the Swahili Baptist Church and their partnership with us for the gospel. Today, the church draws around, as you heard, 160 active members. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the the church gives 10% of all of their undesignated receipts to the cooperative program of the Tennessee Baptist Convention. They also have several former Muslims who've converted to Christianity under the ministry of this church, including one who's a deacon now. They've contributed about $14,000 to build a church in Baraka in the Congo. Their chief deacon is now Joseph Matata, who we heard from earlier, who prayed that beautiful prayer. Thank you, Joseph. He was a pastor in Tanzania as well, and now he's completed a bachelor's degree in theology from the Illinois Baptist College. You know, the letter to the Ephesians talks a lot about unity among the body of Christ. Though we come from very different backgrounds, we share the same Holy Spirit who indwells us all. Ephesians 4, chapter 4, verses 4 through 6 says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you all were called to one hope that belongs to your call. 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. Pastor Memba told Connie Bushy, we walk together with Woodmont. It's true. We are partners today for the sake of the gospel. We are co-laborers for the cause of the kingdom. So let's welcome Memba as he comes to preach today. I greet you all in Jesus' name. And I'm very happy to be among you today. And I appreciate all the people who took this plan to uh, come together, the two churches, the Swahil Baptist and the Woodmont Baptist. And it gives me so much hope and joy. We're going to open our Bible to the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through 10. kazi Sasa katika wana wa kuasi ambao ni wa, ambao sisi sote nasi tulienenda katika wao katika tamaza miili yetu tulipozimia tulipo mapenzi ya mwili na ya nia kuwa kwa tabia yetu watoto wa hasira kama hao wengine lakini Mungu wa rehema kwa mapenzi yake makuu alitupenda hata waka, hata akati ule tulipo hata wakati ule tulipokuwa wafu kwa sababu ya makosa yetu alituhusia pamoja na Kristo yani ametuokolewa kwa neema akatufufua pamoja naye akatuketisha pamoja naye katika ulimwengu wa roho katika Kristo Yesu ili katika zamani zinazokuja auhudhirishe wingi wa rehema yake upitao kiasi kwa, kwa wema wake kwetu sisi katika Kristo Yesu Kwa maana meokolewa kwa neema kwa njia ya imani ambayo hiyo haitokani na nafsi zenu ni kwa ni, ni kwa ni kwa kipawa cha Mungu wala si kwa matendo ya mtu awaye yote asije akajisifu Maana mtu kazi yake tuliumbwa katika Kristo Yesu tutende matendo mema ambayo tokea awali Mungu aliyatengeneza ili tuenende nayo Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10, I read in Jesus' name. As for you, you are dead in your transgression and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are uh, disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by, uh, by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgression. It is by grace you have been served. 
And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the, the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can, bo can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. To amen. Seigneur, je te remercie de m'avoir accordé ce temps si sublime, d'être devant tes fidèles pour annoncer la bonne nouvelle de Jésus-Christ. Seigneur, je te prie que tu puisses me soutenir. Aide-moi, que le Saint-Esprit m'aide. Seigneur, nous l'adoptons de toutes vitamines, c'est un message saint. Merci Seigneur, parce que je suis que tu seras avec nous et tu vas nous guider. Au nom puissant du Seigneur Jésus-Christ. Amen. Amen. Ah, ni napenda ni wambie jambo moja. I want to tell you all one thing. Ah, ni kiwa mtu kutoka Afrika. As an African person. Ah, we have our tradition. When you are over age, like 18 and over, and when you want to you want to marry, and you cannot marry when you don't have a house. You have to build. That's when you get married. And when I feel like I was an old uh, an, an adult. I told my dad that I want to marry. And he asked me, are you ready? I said, I'm ready. Then I started building my house. I called on the builders. And they did everything, the foundation. I had three things ready. And I, I gave the builder to start building. But when they were on the foundation of the house, they told me this cement is not enough. You have to add more. And I said, I don't have any more. So just continue with what you have. So the builders continue on building. And then they started putting on the bricks. And when they started putting on bricks, also I didn't have enough. Because I wasn't ready enough. And I couldn't finish the house. And because the foundation was not strong enough, when the rain coming down, and the wind came, the house fell down. That was my first house. I didn't sleep in it. You know why? Because I didn't build enough. I didn't have enough materials to build. And my house didn't have a strong foundation. And it gave me a lesson. But God saw, uh, my dad saw it. And he told me, my son, for you to build a house, you have to do, uh, uh, you have to do math. And I said, yes, Dad. And when I started building my second house, everything was fine. And it was a good house. Praise God. But I want to tell you one thing today. 
kwa Paulo kwa kwa, kwa Efeso. About this message from Paul to the Ephesians. Najua Efeso Paulo alitamani kuonyesha Efeso wanatoka wapi na wanaelekea wapi. Paul wanted to show the Ephesians where they are from and where they are going. Na alionyesha udhaifu wao. And he showed them their weakness. Na alionyesha kitu gani wanastahili wafanye. And he told them what they are supposed to do. Unajua tukienda kwenye habari sana kwa waefeso. If we look deeper into the Ephesians, utaona kwamba waefeso ilikuwa ni, ni, ni center ya mambo yote machafu. You will see that it was the center of all our bad things. Naona Biblia inashuhudia kwamba waefeso walikuwa ni wafu. You see the Bible said that Ephesians were dead, they were dead. Na walikuwa vipofu. And they were blind. Walikuwa hawajali Mungu. They didn't care about God. Walijitegemea wenyewe. They depend on themselves. Na walifanya mambo mengi ya ahibu na mambo ambayo sio family za Mwenyezi Mungu. And they did a lot transgression before God. Lakini Paulo anajaribu kuonyesha gisi gani waefeso wanastahili wawe. But Paul showed them how they are supposed to be. That's why he showed them where they came from and where they are going and where they're, what they're supposed to be doing. Because they have foundation which were different from the foundation of Jesus Christ. They, they lay their foundation on things that made them dead in, in spirits. But because of God's mercy, he, he removed them from the dead. He made them to, to become to see, not to be blind. To make them free. And he wanted them to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And it was a good advice from Paul. Because he wanted them to have a strong foundation. Because Ephesians were attacked, were affected by bad things. And they only care about themselves. They didn't care about world, uh, godly things. Everyone was busy with his own things. And doing transgression before God. They didn't know what to do which is great before God. But Paul said it's not only them. It's all of us who are dead and blind in spirit. But now we see. We have gone through the light. We have seen Jesus Christ. Who is our salvation? And that was our happy uh, that was Paul's happiness to tell the Ephesians. So they can stand up in Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is our strong foundation. A foundation that cannot be shaken. It's not a foundation that I first building my, my first house on. It is a foundation that is strong in Christ. That's why I say all people is going to build on that foundation. They will be strong. The grace that God gave to us. 
It's an explainable grace. Because God didn't want us to continue into our sins way. God didn't want us to keep on dying for his love. He sent his only child so that everyone who believeth in him will have eternal life. That's why if you read from the verse 8 through 10, you see Paul speaking some great words there. You see what Paul is doing to them. What Paulo is it showing them? He's asking them to do good works. When we come to Jesus Christ, we shall do good works. How can we do good works? And that should be a question through each one of us. Because faith without works is dead. We cannot just stand on faith. But you and I as Christians, we have to show our good works. Our good works will be our testimony. Before we used to live in a very heavy dark, but now we are in the light. The word of God has brought us lightness. And for that, what do we do? The word of God said, we are workers together with Christ. You are a worker. I am a worker. We are all workers together with Christ. We have been called to work. We should work God, we should do God's work. And overall, bring people to Jesus Christ. Bring people to Christ. That's our job. That's my work. We should do that. We, we should not be just eating the word of God by ourselves and say that's enough. I remember one day I was a uh, Pastor Nathan is our faith. We talked so many, so many things. He told me about his calling. And I talked about my calling. And I said, my calling, I feel like I've been called so that I can go out there. Where do I go? Where should I go? I should go to, to make the disciple of Jesus Christ. I wasn't called to just come here at Baptist Church and just sit and be there. I've been called to go out there to, to make disciples of Jesus Christ. That's why we are here. We are here so that we can make disciples of Jesus Christ. That's the work and the job of each one of us. It's not a job for only the deacon. It's not only for the pastors. It's not only for the ministers. But for every one of us. You know what? The word of God from the book of Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 1. Uh, 
Verse 9 through 10. The word of God says. We are workers together with Christ. We are God's field. We are God's mention. God's mention. Where there is a mention, there is a foundation. What is our foundation? It's Jesus Christ. You know a house? There is so many things that make a house. Number one and msingi. The first one is the of the foundation. Kama imara, if the foundation is not strong, the house will fall down. Kuna kitu but there is also an, an, another thing. Nguzo. It is pillar. Nguzo. Pillars. Nguzo pia ni Pillars also are important. Maybe you are a pillar. Mimi Maybe I'm a pillar. Lazima kazi ya mungu. We should do God's work. So that we may uh, the, the word of, the work of God will not be falling down. We should not be lazy in, in doing God's work. Paul told the, the Ephesians, now you are new people, new creatures. It's not for you to be boasting by yourselves. Not saying that it's by my own intelligence. But it's only by grace. Grace of God. That's why we have been called Christians. That's the reason why we are together Neema in one unity. Because of the grace. It is what brought us together. It's not by your, your own mind. It's not by my own mind. It's not by our own mind. But only by God's grace. So that we can do what then? So that we can build the body of Jesus Christ. We should build the body of Jesus Christ together. How can we build it? How do we build it? By our works. By our works. Your works will bring others to Jesus Christ. Let me tell you one thing. When we were in Colorado, Denver, with my family, we went uh, attended one church. I don't want to call it by name. A very big church, bigger than this one. But when I went through, I asked my wife, are we in church? Where are people? There were only like 24 of them. And, and most of them were lady, uh, all ladies. Kijana tu alikuwa the only young person or youth that I see I saw there was only the pastor. After the service, I spoke with the pastor. And I asked the pastor, how is the church going? And he, he told me, oh, it's a long story. As you see these chairs, it was full. The chair was from here to there. We were here like 800 people. It was a big church. But as you can see, 
Everyone was busy with his own life. No one cared about God's work. That's why you see the church is like this. You see? God's work, we have to put effort in it. If we don't have effort, the work of God will just lay down. It won't have, it won't be active. And we have been called to, to build the, the body of Jesus Christ. Who is it is the responsibility of who to, to build that body? There are no people who have been called to do that job and others will just be there folding their hands. It's all of us. Uh, the, the church is like a mansion. It is like a the spirit mansion. So that every one of us is strong enough so that our work can be good in front of God. We should not be lazy in doing God's work. Paul asked the Ephesians to remove and, and, and be active in God's work. To, to forget about all their odd doings. Anything that may prevent the body of Christ to, to continue to be built. We build the, the body of Jesus Christ every minute and every hour. And for that, I ask you today take an action. Take an action. Do like Andrew. What did Andrew do? He brought somebody to Jesus Christ. If each one of us bring one person only, this church we have to, to, uh, to add it. We have to expand it. Because everyone did his evangelism work. We have been called to do God's work. We were not called to be lazy. The work of God should not stay. We have to expand it. We should not be just here to be served. We have to expand it. We have to expand it. All the neighbors are out there. We have to bring all them to Jesus Christ. That's our purpose that we have been called to. God called us so that we can go out there. How do we build the body of Jesus Christ? If we are just here like lazy people who are not doing anything, just here to listen, but we are not doing. We have to do to build the body of Jesus Christ. And if we do that, the church will stand. The church will always be on the movement. And we'll see God's blessings upon us. We will be blessed uponly. And we'll bring people to Jesus Christ. People will see how we sacrifice ourselves. You think the uh, lazy people will be the one going to the heaven? 
haiwezekani no, na haitawezekani Neno la Mungu linasema ufalme wa Mungu unatekwa na wenye nguvu. The word of God said that, that uh, the kingdom of heaven is captured by those who are strong. Natakiwa tutumike. We have to work. Vijana watumike. The youth should work. Wababa watumike. The men should work. Wamama watumike. The ladies should work. Viongozi watumike. All the leaders should work. Sote tusukume lile gurudumu la injili. We have to push the, the, the work of God together. Ili mwili wa Yesu Kristo upate kujengwa so that we can build the body of Jesus Christ Mbuka Paulo amewaambia waefeso alionyesha hali yao hapo zamani Remember Paul showed the Ephesians their old ways Akamwambia kwamba zamani za kale walikuwa vipofu He told them that in uh, before they were blind walikuwa wamekufa They were dead Lakana sasa sasa kwa neema ya Mungu But by God's by God's grace wameona mwanga They have seen light Sasa wamejengwa kwenye msingi imara Now they have been built on the the strongest foundation Maybe they had their their only uh, their others foundations which was weak ambalikuwa haiko kabisa kama ule msingi wa Yesu Kristo Maybe they build on the weak foundation which was not like the, the Jesus Christ foundation Lakini wewe na mimi leo tuna bahati But you and I today we are lucky Tumeitwa ili tuwe kwenye ule msingi wa Yesu Kristo We have been called so that we can be on the foundation of Jesus Christ Ni wajibu wako na wangu kujenga mwili wa Yesu Kristo It is your purpose and my purpose to build the body of Jesus Christ Tuondoe udhaifu Remove all weakness. Bring people to Jesus Christ. Let's do God's work as we have been called. And if we do so, we'll be blessed abundantly. And God bless you. Wow, what a wonderful word of challenge. Thank you so much, Memba, and his daughter, Janine, too. Thank you. I know that's hard to do translating. That was excellent. We've all been challenged by the word of God through Pastor Memba today. We've been challenged to not save ourselves. That's the work of God. He said it's not through our own minds or our own abilities. Only God can do that. God's salvation is itself a work, and we are his workmanship We're not saved just so we can sit back and enjoy the church. He said, just come to be served. But we are saved in order to turn those same works that have been done on us back around outside. We must go. We must build the church of God that we see in Scripture, the body of Christ. Thank you for that word, Memba. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe you've built your foundation on a, a shaky cement, maybe you've run out of cement like Memba did, and you're realizing now you need to build on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. If that's you today, we're going to have a time of invitation. I would love to talk with you down here, down front, about what it means to build your life on the rock of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you're not a member yet. You're not one of the 160 members of the Swahili Baptist Church. Or maybe you're not a member of uh, Woodmont Baptist Church and, and our membership. If you feel like God is leading you here to this place to, to be a part of what the Lord is doing and you're ready to do those good works that God has saved you and prepared for you to do, then I'd love to talk with you as well about becoming a member of Woodmont Baptist Church. 
whatever it is that the Lord is leading you to do today, remember that we must put forth the good works that God has already prepared in advance for us to do. It takes getting off the couch. It takes getting in the game. It takes utilizing the God-given gifts and talents that He's given each and every one of His children. Let's stand now and sing together our hymn of response. I'll be down here front if you want to talk about any of those things. Let's stand and sing, Change My Heart, O God. Oh God.